Welcome back to the Ultimate Pocket Therapist. We are a mother and daughter team of Shannon and Brooke, wanting to educate and enlighten others on mental health issues. Yep. We're at it again. Here we are. Here we are. (laughs) So again, before we start this episode, I'm going to say our fancy little disclaimer. This is in no way a therapy session, and we are actually going to be talking about another um, listener question today. So be aware that that does not form a contract between me and our listener. I am not your therapist. And if anybody listening has um, issues that come up, triggers anything that our episodes might be touching on, feel free to get counseling. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of resources available. And also, if you ever have difficulty finding a resource in your area, we would be happy to assist. Yeah. Because there is a lot of services available for counseling. Yeah. We we can give suggestions. Mm -hmm. Just send us an email. That's right. (laughs) Okay, Brooke, why don't you start with what the original question was that came in? Okay, so yeah, so our listener had sent in a question, um, and we actually had reached out after word asking for more detail, Mm -hmm. and we got it. So I am going to start with just the first part of the email that she had sent originally. It says... My question is, how do you help somebody who doesn't think they can change? How can you help them understand that they can change? My husband is really negative and gets upset easily, and a lot of his anger is directed at me and the kids. We've gone to marriage counseling a few times. I felt like it helped, at least for a little while. He said he can't change. I have loved listening to the podcast and want to share things I have learned from it and counseling with him, but he needs to believe that he can change before anything will make a difference. So then again, I had reached out and asked if she could um, give us some more details and examples, give a little bit more depth to her situation. Yeah, a little bit more insight. Yeah. And she was great. And she sent a very lengthy response. And so instead of reading all of that, we'll touch on pieces throughout um, this podcast. But I kind of did just a basic outline of the backstory here. Paraphrased. Yes. Okay. So uh, first off, her husband has always been quick to anger and yelling is his go-to. And that has been their entire relationship. Um, She has always tried passive ways to get him to change. Um... Finally, though, last year, she had had enough. She told him that she was leaving if things didn't change. Um, They started actually sleeping in different bedrooms. Okay. Um, So she did separate that far. Um, Things that she told him he needed to do was get his health in check um, and see a doctor about getting on an antidepressant. And he also needed to start going to therapy with her and also separately on his own. Okay. Um, for a few weeks, he had worked his butt off and made amazing changes and things were really looking like, uh, it had flipped for her. Okay. Some positive change. Yes. Um, so soon she let things go back to normal in their relationship and their home life because of the positive changes she did see in him. It unfortunately didn't last long. The therapy sessions soon stopped. His anger episodes came back. And he stopped trying to take meds and she was finding herself back into the same place she was before. 
though now he is better at controlling his anger at times. If she brings it to his attention, he'll keep it in check, but there's still that underlining. Okay. It's always right there. It's always there. Okay. Yeah. Well, it sounds like something's got to happen. (laughs) (laughs) This doesn't sound good. No, it does not sound fun. Yeah. So one thing too, I, um, I'll just share is that, um, I'm not sure exactly the age of our person. We'll name her Karen. So, yeah. So she did allude that she is, they are both in their early forties. Oh, okay. Early to mid forties. Um, and they have four kids that all live at home. Okay. So I'm guessing school aged. Okay. Kids. Yeah. And she works. She does. She works full time. He works full time. Okay. Yes. Got it. Yeah. So one of the first things that pops up for me when we're looking at this with this underlying anger issue and the fact that it's directed towards her and the kids and he has tried antidepressants in the past is I do question um, how much of this is due to depression. What we see a lot in man is it presents as irritability and anger. And uncontrollable anger, excessive temper tantrums, you know, mm-hmm. emotional outbreaks. And we see that as one of the diagnostic criteria in, in uh, depression, especially with men. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know what it would take for him to, if he doesn't like whatever the medication, yeah, he didn't so like she the medication. Yeah, so said that this last time... Um, he had started taking an antidepressant that he had taken most recently, but he said it, he didn't like the way it made him feel. It made him feel dizzy. And it was kind of like, that was that. Okay. We're not trying anything else. Okay. And she had even said like, let's go, let's try some more things. Let's do. And no, no go. Okay. And so again, it's really hard to make an adult do anything. We talked about that in one of our past episodes, but the idea of, you know, going to a doctor that is knowledgeable with medication, very knowledgeable with how antidepressants work, to try to find an antidepressant would be compatible with his body. There mm-hmm. are so many antidepressants on the market. And if you team up with a really knowledgeable MD, he can find something. And also what we've touched about before is they have the DNA tests available now to kind of help pinpoint which medications work with your body and which ones don't. Mm -hmm. So it's no longer a guessing game. Yeah. And where they both are working full time, probably at their age and career base, they probably have great insurance to make it happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe it's going to be one of those where she just makes the appointment for him and drives his happy butt to the doctor and says, we're going in like you do with your child. (laughs) Hey, we're going fishing. (laughs) I don't know. I just, we got to go to Walmart, but hey, really quick, we're going to just stop right here. Right here. Yeah. We're just going to make this little detour. (laughs) The other thing that's interesting when he doesn't want to change and says he can't change, we are all capable of change. Mm -hmm. You know, if... If we truly want to make changes, everybody can change. Some of the things that get in the way of how much change we can do throughout our lifetime is based on, again, personality, personality disorders, okay? Mm. But it's back to we got a little glimpse of temporary change with him. Mm Because she said for a minute it got better, for a minute they went to counseling, now there's no counseling, it's back to what? So really, 
when she gave him kind of an ultimatum, he must have believed that she was really going to leave because he kicked it in gear for a minute, Mm -hmm. but then it all went back. And that's what we see with temporary change. Yeah. You know, we're all capable of temporary change. We can all go on a diet for a few weeks. We can all start an exercise program. We can all be on our best behavior, but permanent change is really difficult. And there has to be a lot of motivation for change. Yeah. Yeah. So what are your thoughts about it? Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, from not being a therapist standpoint, like if this was my life, I'd almost feel like it'd be ultimatum time again. Okay. And I'd just be like, look, I don't know when this happened, but just remind him of however long ago. Like, do you remember X amount of months ago when we went through this? Mm-hmm. Do you want to do it again? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because... You're back to doing this, 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 and this. And I told you once, I'm not putting up with it. Right. And I don't have to. And just see if at that point, then you can get some more permanent change in there for him. because More motivation. More motivation. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing that I had found interesting in this email, too, was that um, he had done a career change. Right. Yeah, you had mentioned that when you had read it to me the first time. He had been at a previous job for 17 years and then last year completely changed to a different line of work, different company, different system, mm-hmm. and is doing well. Yeah, doing, doing job. very well. Right. So that's kind of calls a little bit of bullshit on I can't change. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Right. Because yeah, I agree with that because, and also, um, in here or in the email back, he has great relationships with coworkers, bosses, and friends, and he doesn't have these same problems with everybody in his life, just with Karen and the kids at home. Aha. Uh-huh. So yep. it's one of those, yep. oh, you can turn it off and keep it in check in order, in order mm-hmm. to be a normal member of society. Right. So. But at home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At home, you don't, you can't. Right. Yeah. Why is that? And see, the other thing, again, that we're up against is somebody who has a, a belief system that they can't change. I, I question whether that's a true belief system or whether that's stubbornness and I don't want to change, whether it's a little bit of narcissism, whether it's past modeling, growing up in a home where maybe the dad was controlling and in charge and it was his way, you know, maybe some trauma, maybe trauma, you know, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exploring go because Mm -hmm. yeah, I'd love to explore his belief system about change. Mm -hmm. You know, why is it he feels he doesn't want to change or can't change or is he's unwilling to change? Yeah. Yeah. Change is hard. There's no black and white answer at this point as to what is going on with him. Yeah. But yeah, I I mm-hmm. definitely agree with that thought of something is blocking it. Right. And yeah. then it's just going to, and honestly, as much as he might be reluctant to it, I think therapy is the best way to f- get to the root of that. Mm-hmm. If he'd be willing to go. If he'd be willing to go. Meanwhile, you know, we kind of talked about this before, but if Karen, I'm sure she's listening, but you know, well, she better be. This is her dang question. Yeah. Hello. I mean, come on, Karen. Hello. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> this is all about you. Yeah. <laughs> Can't be missing this episode. But the thing is, is that she needs to take care of her and take care of the kids. She needs to move on and do things that are going to benefit her. She needs to go to counseling on her own. It doesn't sound like he's refused to let her go mm-hmm. where we've had that come up before. Right. But, you know, and then she works, she has her own income. Like you mentioned, she probably has her own insurance or they have good insurance. Some, yeah. They're, you know? Yeah. And so basically she needs to work on setting appropriate boundaries, what she will and will not tolerate in this relationship, looking at empowering her and I would encourage her to continue with counseling. On her own. Yep. Mm-hmm. I really would. Because what we do see a lot of is families are systems. And when one member of the family changes or steps outside of what we call the family comfort zone, and one person steps outside and starts making changes, it actually kind of creates a situation that everybody else in that comfort zone is forced to shift. Nothing can stay the same when someone has stepped out of the comfort zone and is doing something different. Whether that's a positive or a negative, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So if she steps outside this comfort zone and she kind of takes charge of her, she starts going to counseling I don't know if maybe she might benefit from an antidepressant. She just from what you've shared, she sounds very codependent mm-hmm. to me. I, I got very that when too. she had that thing about passive ways of asking him to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that it, she would really benefit on dealing with her level of codependency, understanding what it is, and and working on changing it. Because one thing that we know about codependency is it's learned. Mm -hmm. So we can unlearn it. We can do things differently. It's not a personality disorder. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be very beneficial for her. And then that way too, she might learn ways that even if Bob never changed, can't change, won't change, blah, blah, Mm -hmm. it, if she can in the background learn ways to, um, almost manipulate situations (laughs) situations <laughs> uh-huh. to make them better right. yeah. and he may not even know he's being a part of it yeah and there's mm-hmm. very there's different ways too that she may learn how to behave on her and right to change an entire dynamic right too. yeah and my guess when we have situations like this generally we get into an awful lot of power struggles yeah i could believe that yeah and that kind of goes hand in hand with, uh, well, I'm not going to do this if you don't do that. And I'm not, you know, whether it's helping clean the house or take care of kids or run errands. Or like that last episode, take garbage out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> the garbage out. I'm not taking the garbage out because you're nagging. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we end up with an awful lot of um, kind of power struggles that we need to figure out a way to get out of. Because whenever we're in a power struggle, nobody wins. It becomes a a situation where everyone is angry, everyone puts their, you know, foot down, they get stubborn, they're not going to do it because they don't have to. And it, it really is a hard situation. So looking at what power struggles might be created in this relationship and not, not doing it, just yeah. backing out of the power struggle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause if there's not somebody to fight with, it makes fighting really hard right you know yeah and it doesn't allude in um her email if they have bad fights 
Mm-mm. or if it's just more of a one-sided yelling or what. So yeah, if that is the dynamic, if they are getting in fights, yeah. Mm-hmm. Karen, back out of it. Bow out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes it really hard to fight when there's mm-hmm. no one to... Uh... The other thing that could be helpful too is her being very clear on her expectations. You know, she's she's mentioned she doesn't want him, you know, in the beginning she doesn't want him to have the anger episode. She wanted him to go to counseling, both marriage counseling, individual counseling, taking antidepressant. Also be very, like, what changes that she really wants at home as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Back to how are we going to make this relationship work? And I would definitely set boundaries with the anger, mm-hmm. especially if it's directed towards the children. They always seem to be targets because by nature, children are annoying, right? That's why <laughs> no. God, no, that's no. actually why God gave them to us. It's a test. <laughs> it's, a test. <laughs> it's a test. And so kids are going to be annoying all the time. That's what they do. They're mm-hmm. kids, right? I mean, husbands are annoying too, but kids, they win. They do. Yeah. yeah. They do trump the mm-hmm. annoying train. They do. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if you have someone who is irritable or whatever, kids make perfect targets. Yes. They really do. And that's the hard thing is like, they don't have to be yelled at all the time. They're just kids. Yeah. And honestly, it goes back to how much does yelling at them in that situation even fix anything? Right. It doesn't. Because they're not going to stop being annoying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If he has a history of anger, this is like, and you mentioned it was his go-to place. So whenever he's ornery, something hasn't gone his way, my guess is it comes out sideways on mm-hmm. the family. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and maybe one of those things of set the boundaries of like, okay, you can't change. Then mm-hmm. anytime you're angry, I'm going to ask you to leave the house until you get your anger in check, and mm-hmm. you don't get to argue with me. Yeah. What are my expectations? What do I expect in this relationship? Mm-hmm. You know, and if they're reasonable expectations, and he literally refuses to look at his part of the problem, because there's always two sides. Definitely. Always two sides. But if he totally refuses to take accountability and look at his part, we have a whole different problem. Mm -hmm. You know, we could maybe have, you know, I hate to always come up with narcissism, but, you know, he could be narcissistic. Yeah, have just a a Mm -hmm. rooted personality disorder. Mm -hmm. He could. We don't have enough background information to know because it was kind of mostly directed around the anger episodes Mm -hmm. and... But, Which could be a handful of reasons, yeah. too, mm-hmm. yeah, as to why those yeah. are. But if you have someone, again, who has a personality disorder, then, especially with narcissism, they don't really like to change because they think they're fine and it's everybody else's fault. And if she would just change and she would do this, it'd be fine. So that's something to also explore, too, which counseling would help her do that. Yes. If she was able to get into a therapist, really talk in detail about what's going on, and also really work on her level of codependency. Mm-hmm. You know, she does not have to stay in a situation like this that is miserable. Yeah. Yep. Yep. She needs to take care of her and in turn, take care of the kids. I mean, not alluding that she's a bad mom or anything, but yeah, you know, like we, mm-hmm. like we've said before, if there's a parent unhappy or something's going on, the kids know, they right. feel it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. No one likes to be around anger. Anger's scary. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Adult anger is very scary. Yes. Especially when you're a kid. And kids don't have to be part of that. Yeah. 
So we had mentioned before in one of our podcasts about modeling to your children, if you're in a situation like this, what are healthy things to do? And I think that's something to keep in, in mind is her taking action, her doing something about this, her empowering herself is modeling to the children that if you're in a situation like this, you aren't stuck. Mm -hmm. There are options. You can make changes. Yeah. And I mean, even if it comes down to like we, like I had just said of making the, creating the boundaries and expectations. And even if the kids see that, like I said, I don't know, you know, if it was a, if you get to a level of anger and I tell you, you need to go for a walk, you leave the house. Mm -hmm. The kids see that. Right. Of, oh, Uh you know, right. Dad got to this point. Mom shut it down because she stands up for herself. Right. And, Mm -hmm. you know, even if not much changes, but there's just that boundary of, no, leave. You. Yeah. Yeah. Find an appropriate way. Yeah. Go get Mm -hmm. an outlet, but it's not here. One of the things that I do with clients in the beginning of counseling sessions is I spend some time kind of laying a foundation in which we work on counseling so that basically the clients and I are on the same page. And one of the first three rules that I teach people is appropriate ways to channel negative emotion, not just anger, but all negative emotion. So what we know is we are born with all emotion. God created us with all emotion. Okay. So to be a well-rounded human being, we have to have all emotion. We were not hatched out and created with just love, happiness, and joy. If we were, I wouldn't have a job. Yeah. 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 And it would make a very boring podcast. (laughs) Yeah, really. There would be no problems. (laughs) So thank you for this, God. No. (laughs) Job security. Job security. Right. But with that, what we realize is we are created with anger and frustration and hate and hurt What we do with our emotion is the problem, not the emotion. So in a situation like this, we're not going to try to control his temper. What we want to do is if he could be educated in appropriate ways to get his negative emotion out would be huge. And I actually give my clients right in the beginning an assignment to come up with appropriate ways to channel negative emotion. Because what we know about emotion is it's an energy, especially negative emotion, it's an energy we have to do something with. So your idea of go for a walk, what else? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Even the go for a drive. Mm -hmm. Go... Yeah. Remove yourself mm-hmm. from... Hit a punching bag. Hit a punching bag. Yeah. yeah. Scream uh-huh. into a pillow. Yeah. Like every good teenage girl likes to do. <laughs> right. That's shriek. Shriek into Shrieking a into a pillow. Mm-hmm. It's very releasing though. Yeah. I just suggest that men don't hit pillows. Hmm. How come? <laughs> it's too poofy. Poofy? Poofy? <laughs> well, poofy. Well, you know what? When you're mad and you want to hit some, have, do you want to sink your fist into poofy? Poofy. Poofy. No, no poofy. You want something hard. Can Why do you think men break their knuckles? So wait, as a woman, can I can I punch poofy? I don't know. Oh, okay. It's probably anticlimactic. I would go for something <laughs> so tougher. Should, should everyone avoid poofy yeah, I punching? Would. Yeah. No poofy punching. No people. poofy punching. I would just go for something hard. Punching bag. Okay. Yeah. Not, poofy, not no. a poofy pack. No. No. Wow. No, it just We're all learning work. something new today, aren't oh, we? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Stay tuned. Oh, yeah. <laughs> These are all my therapy secrets. <laughs> wow. 
<laughs> I mean, we all st- we probably need to start taking notes on all these. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's been years creating this. Yeah, and I believe it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually think when moms give birth, they should leave the hospital with a punching bag. Okay. Seriously. And from the time we're little, we teach the kids to beat the shit out of the punching bag if we're mad instead of the dog or the little brother. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where where was that when I was growing up? I had a big brother. And he had a punching bag. Yeah, it was me. Oh, I know. But he had one he was supposed to use. Oh, yeah. okay. He just misdirected it, apparently. <laughs> well, he used it when I was watching. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Yeah. But if not, you were the punching bag. I was. Hmm? Look out! <laughs> look at the good role you yeah, had. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I developed well-rounded. Mm-hmm. I'm good. You did. So anyway, appropriate ways to channel negative emotion is huge, you know, and that's something that he could benefit going to counseling or she can learn and maybe try and share with him as well as model to the kids. Mm-hmm. If the kids are angry and frustrated, helping kids channel their emotions are huge. And this is probably a lot where my guess is if this has been a lifetime or this has gone on for so long in their marriage, my guess is this is a pattern of behavior he's had for a long time. Yeah. Way before they ever got married. Yeah. So my guess is this goes back. There's some history here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it's unfortunate that he's so resistant to therapy mm-hmm. and i would suggest in any way you can try to manipulate mm-hmm. him into going to right. therapy because mm-hmm. yeah there's something in his core beliefs somewhere mm-hmm. where this stems from right because he's capable of change we all are he's just unwilling to do that mm-hmm. and so you know unfortunately we wouldn't want to hope that but Sometimes it does cost you a marriage. Yeah. You know, I've had many clients that have said, I am done. And unfortunately, m- most divorces or breakups are about issues of behavior, not issues of emotion. I know many people that still deeply care about the other person, but can no longer deal with the behavior. Mm-hmm. And that is what they say, I'm done. Mm -hmm. I am just done. I cannot and will not deal with the behavior. And I think that's a message she needs to get across to him is, I don't have to do this. Yeah. And it sounded like she dabbled in that in the past. And, you know, maybe she's going to have to get assertive enough to really follow through with an ultimatum and see what change can come. Yeah. Yep. I agree. All right. Any other ideas on Karen and Bob? Nope. I don't, I don't got anything. It's, it's hard when you don't, you know, you don't have that opportunity to sit down or really Uh get the nitty gritty. Oh yeah. On my end, as a therapist, I just want to sink my teeth into it. It's like, okay, call me up. I'll schedule you next week. (laughs) We're going to get to the bottom of this, you know? Yeah. So yeah. But I think, you know, empowering her, getting her to take charge of her and make positive changes will definitely have a ripple effect in their marriage. Yes. And again, don't, I, I wouldn't buy the whole, I can't change. This is who I am because like we said, he holds down a job. Yeah. It's just, if he acted like this at work, he'd be fired. He wouldn't be employed. Right. And he wouldn't have friends and right. he wouldn't have a life outside of the house. Mm-hmm. So so the fact that he was at his past job for 17 years. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's. He didn't act like that at work is my guess. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, definitely. There we get, go. 
Okay, well, you know, we kind of got into some ideas on Karen. So just remember, Karen, this wasn't a therapy session. <laughs> sure felt like it. I will. Yeah, if I can help it, it will. <laughs> but you sent Shanette into a spiral. I know. I know. Now I want to fix it all. Anyway, so, um, but I do recommend that if Karen or anyone else is in a situation like this, that you do look at resources available to get help. Yeah. Therapy ain't scary. Get in and get some help. That's right. No one has died. No one, not, not, not yet. Not that I've known of. And you can't say that. I listen to way too many murder podcasts, Mom. <laughs> the <laughs> therapist didn't do it. Oh, you know, you don't know this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we will uh, catch but, you next time. Okay. Okay.